Okay, today's daf is daf mem, daf 40. I'm going to go from the 15th line on mem amud aleph. The line starts laced in. Again, this teaching is brought here not because it's relevant to what we're discussing, but because it's the same train of uh, transmission. Someone only completely empties his bladder if he does it, if he urinates while sitting. If he's urinating on to soft ground, then even if he's standing, he'll empty his bladder. Or alternatively, if there's no soft uh, ground, he can stand on a little bit raised form and urinate onto a slope facing away from him. Rashi explains the reason is because, remember, we learned early in the Masech that if someone has droplets of urine on their shoes, people will suspect him of being a trus shifcha, and therefore his children are being a mamzer. So he'd be very careful to not let it splatter onto his shoes, and therefore he will stop early. If, however, he's sitting, he doesn't have that concern, or if it's onto soft ground, or if it's onto a slope facing away, he doesn't have that concern, so he will empty his bladder completely. After anything you eat, you must eat salt. And after anything you drink, you should drink water. And you won't come to be harmed. We have a bride which teaches the same thing. Okay, Tanya Yirich, another Bryce taught, Ochel kol machel, velo ochel mela, shosa kol mashkim, velo shosa mayim. If you eat food, but you don't eat salt, or you drink without, drink, drink, have other drinks, and you don't drink water, beyom yidak, this is the opposite of the previous Bryce, like what happens if you don't do it? Beyom yidak may in the day you have to worry about bad breath, velala yidak mipne askara, and at night you have to worry because of askara, um, some throat illness. If someone floats his food in water, he will not have digestive problems. Um, they explain what does it mean, float his food? Not that literally soak your food, it means that you drink a lot of water that your, theoretically your food would be floating around in it. How much water to food? So he says, one jar to a loaf of bread. If someone is careful to eat lentils once every 30 days, he prevents Askara from coming into his house, the throat infection. But he shouldn't have it every day. Because it, it, will, it uh, will cause bad breath. Um, Rashi seems to explain that the reason is because lentils have, um, Askara comes from constipation and lentils have a laxative effect. If someone has mustard at least once every 30 days, he prevents illness from coming to his house. But he shouldn't have it every day. My timer, what's the reason? Mishum the kasha lechul should deliver it causes weakness of the heart. Omar Rav Chia Barashi, Omar Rav, Harogil Bedagim Katanim Ainoboli Daicholim Ayim. Rabbi Chia Barashi taught in the name of Rav, if someone eats small fish often, he will not come to, he won't have digestive issues. Ah, Velo, won't he? Velo, sorry, Velo, not only that. Elo Shedagim Katanim Mafri Veravim Mavrim Kol Gufa Shel Odom. 
Um, eating small fish cause improve his uh, ability, uh, stimulate pruravu, and they also make his whole body healthy. If someone has ketzach very often, he will not come to uh, heart heartache, a sore heart. Now, I should just mention, and this is a general principle, I'm not, here I'm not sure what ketzach means, I couldn't work it out exactly, um, but in general, whenever I translate uh, words in the Gomorrah, it's not a necessarily a direct translation, because often we don't know exactly what we're referring to. Generally, I give them a translation that is... Uh, that just it makes it easier to follow the Gomorrah, but not that it's necessarily accurate. Um, interesting enough, even some of them that are more common, like Oyrez, we always translate as rice, and La Halocha, we treat our rice, what, what, we, what is called Oyrez in uh, Shas and, uh, and Shulchan Aruch. However, there are other explanations of what Oyrez actually is. And so too with many examples, whenever you read about translations of animals, plants, herbs, foods, etc., it would be the same thing. It's a guideline, the translation. Um, interesting enough, I heard from Rav Shechter, even what we would, how do we translate it? Tapuach. As apples. And that's like pretty standard. That's not a great chidush. Still, um, he says, no, actually, if you look in Chazal, tapuach is not, nece- not necessarily apples. It's more likely some citrus fruit. Okay, so back to Ketzach. If you eat Ketzach, often you won't come to Koiv life. So what do you mean? Rabbi Shimon Gamil says Ketzach is one of the 60 types of poisons. If someone sleeps on the east of the Goiren where there's lots of Ketzach, he'll be held accountable for his own death. So the Gemara answers, Loikashia, this is in its smell and this is in its taste. I, if the smell, the, okay, the particles, that if you breathe in Ketzach, it's very unhealthy. It's basically poisonous. But to eat it is actually very healthy. The mother of Rabbi Yirmiya used to bake him bread and she would cover it in this uh, ketzach so that it would absorb the flavor and the nutrients from it but then should peel it off so it doesn't breathe in any of the particles okay back to our Mishnah Rebbe Yehuda came along and said that you say specific brachas Rebbe Yehuda says um, we mentioned in the Mishnah on all vegetables we say and we've seen that Rebbe Yehuda would hold on more leafy vegetables, maybe cabbage, lettuce, etc., you would say, on, if you're eating wheat and other grains, you would say, etc., all different specific uh, specific brachas. In some sense, Rabbi Hanina Bar Popa, the halach is not like Rabbi Yehuda. Now, a lot of people ask, what do you mean the halach is not like Rabbi Yehuda? Obviously, the halacha is not like Rabbi Yehuda. When you have machlokes chachamim and Rabbi Yehuda, you follow Rabbi Yehuda. So there are various answers given, but one of them is no, because as we're going to see, we bring a pasuk to explain Rabbi Yehuda. So you might have thought, oh, there's a pasuk in support of Rabbi Yehuda. Maybe the halacha, that's, we bring the pasuk and saying that the halacha is like him. So kamashmalan, Rabbi Chanina Ba'apopa, that the halacha is not like Rabbi Yehuda. I, we don't have specific brachas. We say one bracha on all things that grow from the ground. 
Every day, give the specific bracha. I on Rosh Chodesh, say the Alev of Rosh Chodesh, on Yom Tov, say the Yom Tov davening. On each day, you've got to bless Hashem with the appropriate bracha for that day. Hachanami, kol minu min, tain loma ein birchosov. So Rabbi Yudas comes along and says, so too, every different types of food, you should give a specific type of bracha. Um, I guess there's a special dimension of praising Hashem in a more specific way than giving it a very loose general um, bracha, and that would be the motivation and the reason to say uh, um, to say a more specific bracha, Baruch Hashem Yom Yom, Baruch I'll call Min Umin. Again, same, not so relevant to our sugya, but it's the same as Rabbi Zayir Vitaimir Rabbi Chanina Bapapa, the last person we quoted. Come and see, Hashem is different to people. Midas Basavadom, the natural way. Vidam Klireikon Machsi. Midas Basavadom, by humans. Klireikon Machsik, Mola Eno Machsik. An empty Kli can hold things. If it's full, it cannot hold anything. But Hashem is not like that. Something that is full can hold, but if it's empty, it cannot hold. As it says, and he said, if you will listen, then it will be heard. If you've already heard it before, then you'll be able to learn more. You will not be able to learn. The more you learn, the more you're able to absorb, the more you're able to learn and know it deeper and better. Um, Dover Acher, another explanation. If you listen to your old teachings, I you do lots of Chazara, then you'll be able to learn new things. If you turn your heart, I you stop learning Shuvloi Tishma, then you won't be able to learn anymore. I so that's a, two very important points with Torah. Firstly, the more you learn and the more you know, the better and the more you're able to learn, learn and absorb. And secondly, the more Chazara you do, it also adds to your learning. And um, the question here is, so, but if we're contrasting the wisdom of the Torah to other wisdoms, it would seem, would you not need at least uh, basic information before you need the more advanced information? So, so to a Torah, you have to go through it in a more simple way, and then you can learn a deeper way. So what, what's the distinction? So one answer is that, no, once you know it, by Torah, there's always more to learn, and the more you learn it, the deeper and clearer it gets. But other subjects, once you know that, once you know them, well, then you know that subject. Once you know calculus, you know calculus. Calculus is not more to learn. Okay. New Mishnah, Manisin. And I guess a little bit of Musar to us doing Dafyomi. Im Shamoa Tishma. Im Shamoa Beyosh and Tishma Bechorosh. You've got to be doing Chazorah. Okay, new Mishnah. If you say on fruit, 
you fulfill your obligation. If you on fruit of the land, you say, instead of Arama, you say, you do not fulfill your obligation. And on all of them, if you said, you yotza, the Gomorrah is going to discuss uh, what Kulam is going, all of them, what's that referring to. Um, just So what are we saying? We're discussing a case where you accidentally said the wrong bracha. Do you have to say another bracha? So for example, you picked up an apple and you said, you don't have to say eights because you yotza were saying harama. However, if you pick up a cucumber and say, that you would not fulfill your obligation for the bracha, you'd have to say, and you'd have to say a new bracha, on that. And with shakol, it covers everything. Um, yeah, we're not discussing where you don't know what bracha to say or if you're a sofake. Um, we're specifically discussing where you said the wrong bracha or mistake, although it does touch on those uh, topics. Man tana de ikar ilan arahu. The Gemara asks, who's the tanu who holds that the essence of the tree is the ground it grows in? So, Omar Rabnachma Yitzchak, Rabbi Yehudi, Rabnachma Yitzchak says it's Rabbi Yehudi. At the time we learned in the Mishnah, this is regarding Bikurim. We know with the Bikurim, you harvest the seven species and you take them up to the base of Migdash and you make a declaration there. Now, what happens if you harvested some of the grain and you have a Shamayan? The water source for that grain, where it grew, either field now, is completely dry. Or the Niktasa You cut fruit and you're going to take them to Yerushalayim, but now the tree that you got the fruit from subsequently was cut down. So he says, maybe the Tanakamals, maybe the Enakora. You bring the Bikurim, but you cannot read the declaration. Um, what he says, why? Because part of the declaration is you thank Hashem from the land which you gave to me. And he says the land that this fruit grew from is not there anymore. The tree is gone, so you can't say the land which it, um, that you, you can't thank him for that and therefore you can't say the declaration. Rabbi Yehuda says you bring it and you say the declaration. Why? Because Rebuta holds when you say Mina Adama from the earth, you're referring specifically to the ground that are growing. So what's the essence of the tree is the ground that are growing, not the ground and the trunk and the stream. And so too with wheat. It's not, we're not discussing it. When we're praising Hashem, we're praising Hashem for the ground that are growing. And that is still there, so you can still say the declaration. Um, interestingly enough, um, where is this? What is this declaration? So it's, it's, I mean, it's a parasha mentioned in the Chumash that this is what you must say when you bring the Bikurim, but it's actually the foundation of the, of the Haggadah on Pesach Nat, you know, all the Psukim discussing the, sever- the redemption from Egypt and the severity of the Avoida, um, etc. Um, Arami, Oivet, Ovi, etc. That, the foundation of the Haggadah, is actually the declaration that one makes when they bring their Bikurim. Okay, carrying on. Yeah, so in other words, the machloike seems to be when we say on the ground, do we mean on the land in general, all the things that contributed to the growth, or like Rabbi Yehuda who held that, um, maybe the koire, so like Rabbi Yehuda who held that, no, the ground means the ground, the earth that it grew in. Okay, then we mentioned al say Oretz, if you said on a Borepria eats on a vegetable, you do not fulfill your obligation. The Gemara Pshita, that's obvious. It's, you said fruit. It says, no, this is according to Rabbi Yehuda who says, wheat is actually a tree. 
So maybe you can say, as we'll see, maybe you can say, where do we see it's a tree? Tatanias, we learned in a bright, what was the tree that Adam Arishan ate from? The tree that brought death to the world. So Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Meir says it was a vine that he ate from, I ate grapes, because there's nothing that brings more moaning and more calamity to people than wine. Shenemar, as the Apostle says, by Yeshmin, Ayayin, Bishkar, Noach drank uh, wine and he became drunk and he made regrettable decisions. Rabbi Nechemia, Oymer, Rabbi Nechemia says, Ta'ina, it was Hoysa, it was a fig. The way that, through what caused the damage, that's what we tried to repair with. Shenemar says, Vayitfaru, Alei ta'ina. He sowed for them leaves of ta'ina. And what's bothering him is Hashem came along and he made for Adam and Chava clothes out of ta'ina fig leaves. Now, why fig leaves of everything? He says, no, it must be that they ate figs. So kind of to repair the damage, you fix it with fig leaves, with fig. Rebbe Yudah says, chita, it's wheat. Chita hoisa, that what Adam ate was wheat. Because a child does not know how to praise Hashem. How to, sorry, how to call mother, father. How to, he learns to start speaking. He starts to get wisdom when he tastes grain, when he starts to eat solids and grain. Now, so we see that Rebbe holds wheat is called tree. Because it's called pre. It's called pre. And because that's what Adam ate, and it's referring to wheat. So since Rabbi Yehuda says who since he held wheat is a type of tree, you should say um, or at least if you did say you'd be It comes to teach us not so. Now, just before we go into the actual rule, um, an interesting thing I heard is where do we get that the well, the common thing is that, that that Adam ate an apple. Where's that from? So I once heard, I don't know if you know the late Shnei Levine. He knew, had a very broad knowledge in a lot of different topics. And he said it stems from um, the Latin word. I don't remember the exact Latin word, but the word for apple and evil is very similar. Something like melum and malum. So the, in the, it got mixed up in translation as opposed to reading it an evil tree or tree of evil that got translated as an apple tree um, okay but now how do we define what we say Adam uh, what's considered a tree and what's considered Adam I says where do we say when you, if when you pick the fruit it grows back, more fruit grows back from that branch. But if you take the fruit, the branch is not there that it grows from. You do not say Borepriates, rather you say Borepriadama. Um, so what do we mean? Most fruit trees, the branches, this is according to Rashi, we're discussing the branches. Um, when you pick an apple off the branch of the tree, next year, next season, the apples grow from that branch. However, vegetables, or when you pick wheat, or you pick vegetables, that whole plant has to regrow before you can, uh, that whole plant has to regrow before, uh, 
before it produces fruit. It doesn't, new fruit doesn't, the branch doesn't stay in existence for many years and the new fruit grow, constantly grow from that branch. And just for example, a banana tree, the whole tree withers away and grows from new in the new season and the bananas grow from that. Pineapple is similar. An interesting one is pawpaw because pawpaw have a proper stem and the question is, is that stem viewed as the branch or not? Because the whole stem um, withers away. If I understood correctly, the whole stem withers away. But again, that's why we say Bure Priyadama on purple because it's a doubt whether to view it as a tree or not. Um, interesting enough, Rashi, as I've been explaining, according to Rashi, that learns tree as, uh, what's, the de- what's the definition of, of Giza? Uh, branch, as long as the branches remain there. Tosfos, um, not Tosfos, the Rosh learns that it's actually the roots. So according to the to Rosh, actually, much, maybe you should say Porepri ha'etz on a banana. Um, another interesting question is the minak on strawberries, etc., and certain berries is to say harama. But those, the bush, that the shrub that they grow on, lasts for many months, if not over a few years. So the Mishra seems to justify the minak that we say Porepri harama is because they're very low. They don't have the chashivus, they don't get the status of a tree. But strictly speaking, it seems if you have a berry or something that you don't have the minak to say Arama on, strictly speaking, you should probably be saying, you should probably say Bereprites on it. Okay, now in the Mishnah we mentioned, on all of them, if you say, so now we're going to have a makhluk, what's all of them referring to? Ravuna says, except for bread and wine. Ay, if you said, call on bread and wine, you would not fulfill the obligation, you'd have to say a new bracha. Rabbi Yochanan Omar, afilu pasu yain. Rabbi Yochanan says, even bread and wine. Ay, is Vakulan going only on this Mishnah, like Rav Huna says, and therefore excluding bread and wine, you would have to say, you would not be out to a shakol? Or is it going on all the Mishnahs, all the brachas we've been discussing up to here? Now, name a katanai, let's say it's a makhlokes tanayim, ro'o pasvo amakamano pasu borochamokom sheboro. If a person sees nice bread and he wants to eat it and he says, how beautiful is this bread, blessed is the, is Hashem who created it. Yotzi fulfills his obligation. Similarly, ro'o ta'ena vomakamano ta'ena zu, o borochamokom sheboro yotzo divrerimer. Similarly, he picks up a, a fig and he says, wow, this is a beautiful Whoever blessed is Hashem who created it, he fulfills the obligation of the Brocher. Any time a person changes the format that Chazal instituted for the Brocher, he does not fulfill his obligation. Now the Gemara explains the Machlokes, how we wanted to say our Machlokes fits in with the Machlokes line. Name Rav Huna do Amak Rabbi Yossi. Rav Huna says it must be like Rabbi Yossi. I, because Rav Huna said, if you say Shakola bread or wine, you're not Yossi, but that's because it's not the Brocha that Chazal instituted. And Rabbi Yochanan do Amak Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Yochanan holds like Rabbi Meir, that you can say a similar Brocha or get the idea, the general idea of a Brocha, and you'd be Yossi. Um, Tosfus asks, what do you mean? Rav Huna, Rabbi Yossi says you're not allowed to change the broch at all. And we're saying, therefore, if you say Shakol on wine, you're not Yotze. But if you say Shakol on an apple, you should also not be Yotze based on that. So it seems one of the answers given is that the level, how specific is it? Um, if it's a. Uh, if it's a bread and wine, oh well, wine should have been heights, but Chazal gave it a specific bracha. 
bread should have been Arama, but Chazal gave it a special bracha hamoitzi, and therefore you can't change it. But the others are a little, still more generic, as we saw Rabbi Yehuda argues on how specific the brachas have to be. They're still more generic, and therefore a slightly more generic bracha of Shakol Nebid Voro would still Excuse me, would still be yoytz them. Omalachor Ravuna, now back to Amalachor. Omalachor Ravuna, Ravuna says, Ana to Omri, I feel Rabbi Meir. I would even fit in with Rabbi Meir. Says, Ad kaloi kama Rabbi Meir, hosam elahe chetokom mid karshmei de pas. Rabbi Meir says, you fulfill the brachon bread if you say, wow, how beautiful is this bread? Is this bread? Blessed is Hashem who created it because you mentioned bread. But if you didn't mention bread, I said, Rabbi Yochanan would agree you're not Yotze. But Rabbi Yochanan will tell you, I can even finish with Rabbi Yochanan. There Rabbi Yochanan said you're not Yotze because it's no brocha that Chazal instituted. If you look through all the lists of brochas that Chazal instituted, none of them is how beautiful is this the bread or this fig and blessed Hashem says it's not a brach, that's not a proper brach, it's not how Chazal instituted. Aval Omer But if you said it is one of the brachas that Chazal instituted, and therefore it would be yoitze bread and wine. Okay, carry on with the makeup of a brocha. Binyomin Raya Krach Rifta for Omer. Binyomin ate bread and he said as follows afterwards Brich Mare Dahai Pitta. Blessed is the Lord of this bread. Omarav Yotzarav said he fulfilled his obligation. But didn't, doesn't Rav say that you have to mention Hashem's name for it to count as a brocha? So you're right. The Omar, it's where he said, Blessed is Hashem, the master of this bread. But for benching, you can't say one brocha, you need three brochas. No, my Yotzar, the Rav, when Rav said he's. Yotza, nami yotza yadei brocha rishoni, meant the first brocha of benching birchas hazan, but obviously you'd have to say the other two. Also, then there's no real chiddush in what Rab said. He says, Maikamash Malan. So what's Rab teaching us? Al-Kavav, the Omer Beloshon Chol. He said it in English. He didn't say it in Hebrew. Tanina, that's a mission of Eilu Neemorim Becholoshon. The following can be said in any language. Pasha Soite, Vidumaser, Kriyashma, Vetvila, Ubirchas Amazon. We see Birchas Amazon can be said in any language. So what's Rab's chiddush? No, Itrich. Rav's chiddush was necessary. This that you can fulfill your obligation saying it in a in not Hebrew, not Hebrew is where not in Loshan Hakodesh is where you said it as a translation. But if you said it as a different phrase, you might have. Like a translation, directly as Chazal instituted, you said in another language. But if the bracha you're saying in this, the whole language is not the same as the bracha, the way Chazal said to say the bracha in Lashon HaKodesh, you might say not for, you don't fulfill the obligation. Kamash Malan Rav comes to teach us that you do. I Rav holds you don't have to say the exact same bracha, you have to get the gist of the bracha, um, have the important points in it, and then you yoitze, and obviously whether it's in Hebrew, and even if it's in another language. Gufa Omarav called Brocha Shainbo Haskara Shaim and a Brocha. As we mentioned, Rav said, any Brocha which does you do not mention Hashem's name in it is not a Brocha. Rabbi Yochanan called Brocha Shainbo Malchus and a Brocha. Rabbi Yochanan says, not only if it doesn't have Hashem's name and if it doesn't mention Hashem's kingship, it's not a Brocha. And Om, so what he's saying, Rabbi Yochanan holds you also have to say, Melech it's not good enough just to say Hashem in the bracha. Obviously, if you say Baruch 
But even if you leave out that Hashem is the king of the world, you also the bracha doesn't count. Rav is more logical. To Tanya, as we learned in a brisa, this is what you say at the end. At the end of specific years in the Shmita cycle, you have to say vidu masters that you've dealt with the masters properly. And part of what you say, lovarti mibi I didn't transgress any of your mitzvahs, and I haven't forgotten. It says, what does that mean? Lovarti milavarech, I didn't transgress and not say brachas. I said all the brachas. Veloishachachti milahazkir shimcha olav, and I didn't. Forget to also mention your name. Ve'ilu malchus. Like Tani, the Brisa doesn't say anywhere that you need to say malchus. No, Rabbi Yochanan says the Brisa should be taught as I didn't forget to mention your name and your kingship. So, okay, different ways of reading or understanding the Brisa, and that would reflect whether you actually need to say Melech. Obviously, everyone agrees you need to say Hashem or mention. Hashem's name, refer to God, and you also have to mention his kingship, according to Rabbi Yochanan. Um, just an interesting question here. That's written in the Torah that you, if you forget to, you saying a vidui that I didn't forget to say brochas. But brochas are only Rabbonin, so why in the Torah doesn't make sense that the Chumash, which is all Doraisa, would be saying, and I didn't do any rabbinic virus. Okay, something to think about. New Mishnah. Something that does not go from the ground, you say, On vinegar, noibles will discuss in the Gemara what they are, and locusts, you say, Rebuda says, Any of these things which have uh, dimensions that they curses, you don't say a broch on it. Why? Because, uh, well, as we'll see, but vinegar is spoiled, is one that's turned off. And uh, Govai, locusts, the plague of locusts. So those are clearly, and therefore you wouldn't say a brach on them. No, we will discuss. If you have a lot of different types of food in front of you that you're going to eat and say the brach on it, Rebuda says you should take from the shivas haminim and say the brach on it. And the chachomim say you can choose whichever one you want. Whichever one you most prefer, you can say the brach on. Okay. Just on this, that we said anything that does not grow from the ground, you say, Shakol, so it's a, a price that elaborates. Ton Rabon and Aldover, Shain Gidulam in Aretz, Kagon, Bosa, Bahamas, Chayas, Voifus, Vedagim, Oimer Shakol, Nebid Varo. On things that don't grow from the ground, meat of animals, wild, domestic animals, wild animals, and birds, and fish, you say, Shakol, Nebid Varo. Alha, Chalav, Vala, Beitzim, Vala, Gvina, Oimer Shakol. On milk, eggs, and cheese, you also say shakol. Ala pas she of she vala yain she hikrim vala tavshil she over to rasa. Oimir shakol. On bread that's gone moldy and uh, one of foods that have turned bad, gone off, you say shakol. Ala melech vala zamas on salt and salt water, vala kamemu patrios, and on truffles and mushrooms. Oimir shakol, you also say shakol. Lememra, te kamemu patrios lav gidule karkaninu. Are you telling me that olives, uh, sorry, truffles and mushrooms don't grow from the ground? If someone takes a nether that they won't get benefit from peros, peros or orets, they're not allowed to get benefit from maybe fruit and vegetables and these vegetables, but they can get benefit from 
truffles and mushrooms. Ve'im Omar kol gidulei karkolai oser. If the person says, I take a neder, a vow that I won't get benefit from anything that grows from the ground, af bekmeimu patrios. He's also not allowed to get benefit from mushrooms, olives. What do we see? They grow from the ground. Omar Abaya, mir barabu ma'ara, minak lo yonik ma'ara. Abaya explained, no, mushrooms and truffles grow from the ground, but they don't draw nourishment from the ground. So that's the difference. That's why you say shakol, because they don't draw nourishment. But our Mishnah said, you only say the bracha on things, you say the bracha on things that grow from the ground. It doesn't say draw nourishment. It says, no, it means things that don't draw nutrients from the ground. So, the general would be, yes, anything that draws nutrients from the ground, you would say, if it does not draw nutrients from the ground, like mushrooms and truffles, even though they grow from the ground, it would still be, uh, that the broch would be, and so to all the other substance mentioned, and we'll leave it here for today.